Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. With more screen usage and indoor time, myopia, also known as nearsightedness, is increasing and getting worse in children. Now, certified eye doctors can prescribe MySight one day, the first and only FDA-approved soft contact lens to slow myopia progression in age-appropriate children. Visit coopervision.com to find a Brilliant Futures certified eye doctor near you. Hello and welcome to the Open Your Eyes podcast. I'm Dr. Kerry Gelb, the host of the documentary, Open Your Eyes. If you're new here and you like our interviews, press like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell to get notifications of great new interviews. Also, please leave comments. Great news, you can now watch our full-length documentary, Open Your Eyes, on Amazon Prime. Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube movies and shows. And tune into our brand new radio show Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time on AM 1280, The Patriot. Aging is inevitable, but why do some people age quicker than others? And can we really find the fountain of youth? Most scientists who study the biology of aging agree that soon we will able to substantially slow down the aging process Extending Our Productive, Youthful Lives. Today's guest, New Jersey internist, Dr. Derek DeSilver, MD. For over 15 years, his passion has been in the field of anti-aging or optimal aging medicine. He is on the associate staff in the Department of Medicine at Raritan Bay Medical Center in Perth Amboy, New Jersey, and on the teaching facility at JFK Medical Center in Edison, New Jersey. Dr. DeSilver, is the host of a radio talk show, just like ours, called Ask the Doctor, as well as his own television show, To Your Health, and has appeared on numerous national television programs. Dr. DeSilver is here to share his secrets on slowing down or even reversing aging. Dr. DeSilver, thank you for joining me today. You, you know, Derek, you were my first guest on my podcast, now over 100 podcasts later. I'm so happy to have you back. Thank you for joining me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And by the way, you were one of my first guests on my radio and TV show many, many, many moons ago. <laughs> so it, the feeling is mutual. I love being with you. Uh, I love the fact that I get to see you as a patient. Also, you keep good control of uh, take good care of me with my eyes. And I, I just love I told you the work that you've done, the research that you've done with regard to microvascular disease, and you talk about aging, is is outstanding. And I still talk about you uh, to, to a lot of my colleagues. So thank you for the invitation. Well, thank you so much. So I have to ask you, is aging a disease? No, I, I don't care what anybody says. Aging is not a disease. Aging is a process that the body goes through. And, and I compare aging to rusting if you take three nails you know the the nails that we used to uh, you know uh, pound wood together if you take one of those nails and you leave it outside you take another nail and you put it into your garage and you put another nail and you leave it in your house 
which one of those nails is going to rust the fastest? The one that's going to rust the fastest is obviously the one outside. So that's, it's a process. It's not a disease. It's that you get infected with or, or something affects you. It's just a process that the body goes through. So I don't see it as a disease. I see it as a process that we can change the environment. You know, we can take that nail, my goal, with my patients, with my own patients, is to take that patient from outside, the nail that's outside, to at least move them into the garage so that they don't rust and, 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 and rust as fast, and then eventually move them into the house where all the environment is controlled. And why do some people age quicker than other people? Well, it depends on their environment, right? Are they always outside? I mean, what I mean always outside, are they always exposed to constant sunlight? Are they always, are they smoking? Are they drinking? Do they have diabetes? Do they have high blood pressure? You know, what environmental epigenetic factors are involved in this? And epigenetics is how the environment, how the air, how the water, how the, how the food, uh, you know, everything that we do, how does that affect our DNA? And that's the, the whole issue of why do people age faster? You know, we look at smokers, right? I think a classic example are cigarette smokers. When you look at a cigarette smoker, you immediately look at their skin and say, dude, you really look old. <laughs> you know, I mean, what are you doing? And, and it's very, very obvious. People that have had a lot of sun exposure, you look at them and you say, you're, you're 60, you look like you're, you're 80. So those environmental factors really affect how we age. You know, you brought up the concept of epigenetics and they've done studies on twins where they took thousands, I think it was a study with 80,000 twins and they looked at cancer and they only found that uh, like 10 to 20% of both twins actually got cancer. So they feel that maybe that, that sickness and disease is more related to lifestyle than it is to genetics, that it's 80% lifestyle and only 20% or 10% uh, genetics. How do you feel about that? I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you because we all have what are called oncogenes, right? We all have the genes that, that will produce cancer. But why do some people get cancer and others don't? And you talk about the twin study. The reason is, is because what triggers in the environment? For example, are you a smoker? Are you a drinker? You know, how often do, do uh, people, the, the most people get lung cancer, over 80% of them are smokers right or they've been exposed to asbestos or some kind of environmental toxin the average person i mean do we hear people who've never smoked who've never been around toxins that get cancer yes but there's always a reason carrie so environment for me is a huge factor but the other thing that we need to talk about is what about the nutrient what about the nutrient deficiencies that trigger these so there's a, there's a lot of reasons for this that we can control.
And how about the concept of inflammation? If you're already inflamed and then you get your, that you have exposure or you're getting sick, you're putting inflammation on top of inflammation. You already have chronic inflammation. Talk about the whole concept of insulin resistance and being inflamed chronically. Absolutely. So let's talk about inflammation in general. The, the word inflammation comes from the Greek word, which means inflame, which is to set on fire. There's another terminology, a term that you've probably, I'm sure you've heard. It's called infla-aging or inflaging, which is inflammation increasing and triggering aging. I love that. I heard that about five or six years ago, and I wish I would have coined that term, but I didn't. But that is the whole idea of what is inflammation? Inflammation is a fire. Think of, uh, uh, you know, think of your body just literally being on fire. And, and I hate to use this analogy, but, you know, it's, it's inappropriate. Think of a forest that is burning. What is happening to that forest as it is burning? What is happening is, is that the forest is getting devastated. What happens if you don't control the fire? Well, if you don't control the fire, we have pollution here in New Jersey that's coming across the country from Canada. And as you can see, the reason I use that analogy is, is it, it will sweep, the inflammation will sweep across your body and it will produce, if you will, damage and disease. So what we have to do is we can't just control the fire. We have to put the fire out because the smoldering, low levels of inflammation, which is a smoldering fire, can and will eventually become another major fire and produce more issues and more more uh, uh more disease if you will you know i'm interested in the concept of comorbidities mm -hmm. patients come into my office like they do you they're diabetic they're hypertensive they have arthritis and they're going to separate doctors each of them are giving them different types of drugs different treatment but no one's talking about the cause what's causing all these things to happen are they all interconnected and if we if we treat the lifestyle and we treat the main cause will everything get at least a little better or maybe can totally better or not get it in the first place it's a lot easier to to prevent disease than turn the clock backwards yes and and for for uh for definition uh comorbidities are diseases that will contribute to your morbidity or to your illness and eventually your uh, mortality. So what are comorbidities? Comorbidities, as, as, as you mentioned, are diabetes, high blood pressure, smoking, sedentary lifestyle. These are all, and notice I didn't mention cholesterol, okay? So let's talk about that at some point. I didn't mention cholesterol for a reason, but those four are contributing factors to disease. Why? Well, sugar is the, mo is the most addictive substance on the planet. It is more addictive, and you've heard me say this, 
It is more addictive than heroin. It's more addictive than cocaine. It is the most addicting substance on the planet. And what does it do? It's like having a fire and pouring gasoline on top of that fire because that fire is going to burn even hotter. So why do we get diabetes? Well, folks, the one of the main reasons you get diabetes is because you can't control yourself. Don't tell me that it has to do with my environment or my genetics or no, no. The reason you're getting diabetes, and I'm talking about type two, okay? I'm not talking about type one, which is what children get insulin dependent. That's a whole different topic. But type two, where adult onset, what we used to call adult onset diabetes, we can reverse that. How do I know we can reverse that? The reason I know we can reverse that is because I've done it hundreds and thousands of times. But for those who don't believe me, for people who have gastric bypass surgery, what happens when you lose 50 and 60 pounds? You don't need your medicine. There's a reason for that. It's because you've been a little piggy all your life. And now you've, you've, you, you know, you've, you've stopped and, and, and the food is not happening. And you lose weight and the diabetes goes away. Your high blood pressure goes away. You know, your asthma goes away. It's, it's all related to diet. You know, many times- You're pressing all my hot buttons today. Oh, Dr. good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what they are, which is, which is interesting. <laughs> We've been friends for a long time. Uh, yeah. You know, every- so often I get a patient and we talk about diet and macular degeneration and diabetes and we talk and, and they'll, some of them will tell me, you know, doc, I'm okay during the day, but at night I'm just so hungry. I just can't stop eating. And I, I, I could get to like seven, eight o'clock and then I'm standing by the refrigerator eating ice cream. How can we help those people? Lock the ice, lock the fridge. And don't buy ice cream. I mean, you know, don't buy ice cream. But besides that, there's there's a reason for that, right? There's a there's a reason for that. By the way, um, sixty percent of calories are consumed after dinner. Believe it or not, sixty percent calories are that my number may actually be higher are consumed after dinner. If you eat a meal. And this is classic, right? If you ever go to eat Chinese food, two hours later, you're starving again and you're looking for food. Why? Because you ate rice and you ate a lot of processed food and you ate a lot of toxins. That's why. So what happens is if you eat dinner, let's say you eat dinner at six o'clock and you had pasta and you had a salad and you had three or four shrimp. Let's say you had four shrimp. That is the shrimp or this, even if they're big prawns, there, there is not enough protein in there to sustain you. There isn't. What have you done with the pasta and that, 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 that awful salad that you just ate? I'm not saying don't eat salad. I, I love salad. I eat salad all the time. The mistake that you've made is that you don't have enough protein. So what happens? You eat at six o'clock and your blood sugar goes just like this goes straight up, your body secretes insulin, and what happens to your blood sugar? You plummet. As soon as you plummet down here, which is around 9 o'clock, 9.30, perhaps even 10, your body's saying, holy smoke, you got to feed us again, man, we're hungry. Why? 
because your blood sugar has dropped. So what do you do to prevent that? What you need to do is you need to have more protein. One of the things that drives me out of my mind, Carrie, is the fact when people say to me, yeah, but I stopped eating meat. I don't care if you eat beef. I don't care if you eat meat. Don't eat a cow a week. You can have a piece of steak. You can have some beef if that is what you want to do. I particularly don't like beef. I'll have it once a month, maybe. But the mistake you've made is that you have not had enough protein. So you need to have more fish, more chicken, a little bit of beef, and get beans, peas. Typically, what I love to do is I'll have a nice piece of fish. I will have some vegetables. I will have some chickpeas. And um, the other thing that I have stopped doing that I now do very rarely is having a drink with my meal. I think this is another reason that people, their blood sugars just spike is because of the alcohol, especially wine and beer. You know, if you're going to have a drink, it needs to be vodka, scotch, something that's distilled and not fermented. So to answer your question, is that spike of the blood sugar, your body releases insulin, all of a sudden you plummet down, and all of a sudden now you're hungry again. So that's so what gotta, you need to do. You got to make sure our patients are eating enough protein at dinner so they don't get, and how about fat? You know, avocado, adding some fat in there for, for satiety. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you add some avocado, and this is why I like the complex carbs, right? I really like complex carbs things like beans and peas. And then you want to put, you want to put some, some, some um, uh, fats, some, if I, what I call fruit fats into our diet. And that would be things like avocado, which is just absolutely wonderful for the people who do like avocado. And are you worried about lectins when it comes to beans? You know, there's a, there's, there's a whole theory about lectins and gut inflammation. And are you really worried about that or? You know something, Carrie? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I, I think that there's a, there comes a point that we have to be reasonable with what we're telling people and advising people. I don't like the word tell. What we are advising and guiding people to do. If we say to you that you have to be careful with lectins and now all of a sudden you can't eat beans or or you can't eat some of the other uh, uh, corn and things like that, that becomes a problem because quite honestly, I've been doing this for 36 years, 36 years ago, there were no gluten-free breads. 36 years ago, there were no gluten-free bakeries. You know why? 36 years ago, the seeds that we use to grow our grains were non-GMO. It's not the lectins that we should be concerned about. It's the bloody GMO, the genetically modified garbage that the, that the food industry is going to be killing us with. And now, now we're going to be growing chickens in the lab and eating them. Are you kidding me? Seriously? What are we doing? It's crazy. I mean, it, you know, uh, Roundup has been considered a class two A 
carcinogen. Uh, you know, I've done podcasts on that and, you know, an increase of uh, lymphoma they, they've shown. Uh, so, I mean, we need to eat as clean as possible. I do want to ask you, I'm worried about our kids. There was a, there was a study done in Louisiana, Beluxa, uh, study about heart disease and kids already, they could predict which kids are going to get heart disease very early based on their blood pressure on their, on their, on, uh, up their obese, you know, it, it's, it's scary. Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, Let's, let's look at this in a couple of different ways. First, children today do not get nutrients. The first of all, the food. Do you know you're raising my blood pressure, right? I mean, you're, you're raising my blood pressure. I'm going to have to go take a, you know. Stop meditating. Something. <laughs> what are you drinking, by the way? That looks delicious. I'm drinking a smoothie, uh, you know, with blueberries and chia seeds and flax seeds and, you know, and uh, walnuts and some very healthy things. Uh, you know, I, I have, that's, you know, something I have never done that. Do you know no. that? You know, I have you. never done that. I'm going to make you one. I'm telling you, when I see you in September, I'm going to come to your office. I'm going to, by the way, folks, our offices are within 10 minutes of each other in New Jersey. And I'm going to call you and say, Carrie, I'm coming over. I want one of those smoothies. I'd love yeah. to taste it. But anyway, children, uh, and I'm going to go into something else that I want to, that I just lectured on in, um, in Orlando. Why do people develop heart disease? About 30 years ago, Carrie, I made a correlation between gut health and heart health. After I did that lecture, and I think I have, it's in my library here, the, 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 the journal that it was published in, I got hate faxes. Hate faxes. We didn't have cell phones at the time. That's how long ago this was. What I said was that there is a correlation between gut health and heart health. Today, we know that I was right. Why? If you change the pH of your stomach, you make it more alkaline by taking acid blockers. Your body cannot absorb minerals, specifically calcium and magnesium. And your body cannot make vitamin K2. If you don't have magnesium in your body, it is the number one mineral deficiency in this country, by the way, number one. You will develop high blood pressure, you will develop cardiovascular issues, and you will develop a myriad of problems, including cognitive issues, leg cramps, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you don't have calcium in your body, cells won't function and they won't contract and do what they're supposed to do. If you can't make vitamin K2, not K1, K2, from the good flora, you're going to devastate your cardiovascular system. So why are children developing diseases that we saw in people that were in their 50s, 60s, and 70s? Number one are, are nutrient deficiencies because our foods today don't contain the amount of nutrients that they did 80 years ago. I'll give you an example for that. You would have to eat 
12 bowls of spinach today to equal the iron concentration of one bowl of spinach from the 1930s. The amount of iron that has been depleted from apples in the past 80 years, there's a 96% depletion of iron and pectin in apples. Why? Because they're picked two, three weeks ahead of time. I was just commenting the other day at home, this watermelon tastes gross. This apple is disgusting. The grapes really? taste like paper. Really? Yeah, it's mealy. It's it's, it's like awful. Potato. It's awful. Why? Why? Because none of our fruits and vegetables today are ripened on the vine. We live in New Jersey. I know you. we both have homes in New Jersey and Florida. But if I just came back from the Dominican Republic about a month ago, and they sell mangoes, avocados, bananas on the street. Carrie. The mangoes, they were the, the juice was dripping down my face. They were so sweet. The avocados, I didn't know avocados tasted like that. They were so tasty. And and the and all of the juices, I got a juice every single morning, and it was so bloody good. Why? Because the nutrients were in there. The last 20% of the ripening cycle is where all the, the nutrients of the taste and all of that comes in and we pick it right before that ripening cycle. And that's one of the reasons. So these children don't have the nutrients that they should. And then, oh, you've got ADD. You, you, got, a, you got ADHD. You got autism. Uh, okay, why? Why? The reason you have all that, and let's not put autism in there, Let's talk about ADD and ADHD. You and I, guaranteed, would have been diagnosed with ADD and ADHD when we were growing up. Guaranteed. Me, for sure. You know, But I know you, so <laughs> for sure. So what do we do? Why don't we give you some Ritalin? Why don't we give you an asthma medication? Why don't we, you know, do you see what I mean? Sure. So now the nutrients are being depleted from the body. Not only are you starting off with a baseline deficit, because you don't have it in your fruits and vegetables. Now we're giving you drugs that are depleting more nutrients from your body. So that is completely true. And then, and then there is the whole world, and this is what I lectured on in Florida, of um, cannabis. I like cannabis. I don't like cannabis for, I think there's a role. You know, I'm not, ta I'm talking about THC. I'm not talking about CBD. There's a difference between the two, right? Two completely different things. I'm talking about THC. The amount of young people in their 30s having heart attacks and strokes that smoke is five times greater. If you smoke every day, or actually, no, excuse me. If you smoke once a week, you increase your risk for heart attack and stroke fivefold if you smoke uh, uh, THC or pop. Why? It's the vapors. It's the damage to the endothelium. You've heard me talk about the glycocalyx. It's the damage to all of the vasculature. And what's happening? You're increasing your risk for heart disease.
MacuHealth, your science-born and tested solutions for visual performance, macular degeneration, and dry eye syndrome. New products coming soon. Embrace the science. I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, before you talked a little bit about the pH of the stomach and people are on the PPIs or they're on the H2 blockers and people aren't getting the nutrients, but then there's this whole group of people who have very bad heartburn or GERD and, you know, they can't get off of it. How do we help our people, our patients that have these problems or, or maybe, you know, they're, they're taking one of the new semaglutide uh, injections and you know to lose weight and you know and you know they're getting side effect from that so many people are taking that now the ozempics of the world mm -hmm. you know and how do we help these people well let's let's talk about the the reflux the GERD first and i've treated hundreds of people with this uh, it's just unbelievable what happens here folks is that your body is fermenting your food versus digesting it. Why? Because you don't have the right flora in your body. You don't have the right good bacteria in your body in order to break down the food and digest it. You are fermenting your food. What happens when there is fermentation? What happens when you have fermentation is that it produces gas and it produces acid. So what your body is trying to do is to break that food down. And yes, you're going to have symptoms with that. So what you need to do is instead of taking the garbage, take a probiotic, take some digestive enzymes. But those are things that should be done every day. And I will say this, don't ever, 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 ever stop your prescription medicines, I don't care what they are, without checking with your doctor, period, end of story. It is that simple. You know, we're just giving you general information here. We're not telling you what to do with your medicine. Dr. Gelb and I are not telling you to stop your medicine. We're giving you thought-provoking concerns that you need to address with your own physician. And if they don't address it correctly, you need to find another doctor. You know, a twelve percent of the only twelve percent of the of Americans are metabolically healthy, but seventy five percent of the people are overweight. At seventy five percent overweight, forty five percent are 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 uh, obese, mm -hmm. and but only twelve percent are but twelve percent are medically are medically health uh, metabolically healthy metabolically healthy so mm -hmm. so we have these people that are skinny fat mm -hmm. so you could be skinny but fat on the inside and you, you're you're still at risk for diabetes absolutely absolutely because as you said you're you're metabolically unstable and I think th there's and and you know we're talking about all these issues here how do we how do you fix this folks the fix is really not that complicated okay the fix is change one thing change one thing whether it's drinking more water whether it's being conscious of what you're eating and drinking every time you put something into your mouth be aware 
of what you are ingesting and say to yourself, do I really need to do this? You know, here's what I tell people when it comes to eating, Dr. Gell, is this. Don't eat like it's your birthday every day. Your birthday is once a year. Your birthday is not every day. You cannot have cake and cookies and candy and, and, and have a celebration every day. Can you do it for your grandkids? Yes. Don't celebrate your children's birthdays because they've been annoying you their entire life anyway. Okay. So what I do is I celebrate, and you know my voice, I celebrate with my grandchildren's birthday. If it's my son's birthday, okay, I'll have no cake and you got to make a separate meal for me. So, but all joking aside, you have to be aware of what you're eating. I also really, really like intermittent fasting. And I know we've talked about this, but how do we fix these folks? Get the sugar out of your diet, get the processed foods out of your diet, get the junk out of your diet. So, and, and take a probiotic, take a, the, a probiotic or the good bacteria every single day. If you're over the age of 60, you probably need some digestive enzymes also, because as we get older, we don't make the right digestive enzymes. And also when God was really smart, God is really smart. God puts the digestive enzymes in all the food that we eat and all the fruits and vegetables that we eat. But the problem is we process them and we kill those enzymes to digest and break down the food. So probiotic every day, get rid of the sugar, get rid of the carbs, get rid of the sweets. And if you're over the age of 60, take a digestive enzyme also. So when would you take the digestive enzyme and what kind of digestive enzyme would you take? I think the digestive enzyme should be taken with a meal right? I mean, it's the time when you need to digest your food. So again, don't make it a science project. Take it before, during, after. I don't care. Just take the darn thing. And probiotics, what I tell people to do is I take it twice a day. And folks, let me tell you, I travel a lot, a lot. And I travel on average about 150,000 miles in the air every year. I have not been sick and I don't plan on ever getting sick. Why? Because I take care of my gut. I take care of my gut and my gut health to me is extremely important. Probiotics twice a day in the morning and the evening. And again, I don't want to make this an, an infomercial, but you know, I, I've designed, I've designed products. I've worked with products my entire life. I've designed almost 500 different bi dietary supplements and I, I designed a probiotic. It's not this big, but I've designed a probiotic. <laughs> That I take it belly buddies. That's it. That's the. That's exactly it. I take it, belly buddies. It's a probiotic with capsule technology, and the capsule is acid stable, and it doesn't. It the, the bacteria in it are protected from the acid in your stomach, and it opens up in what we call the proximal small intestine, meaning the beginning parts of the small intestine, and it goes in there and does the work that it's supposed to do. So it's all technology. Whenever I design a product. I use innovative ingredients or I use innovative delivery systems and technology. So with probiotics, does the number matter and does the, how many different types of organisms matter? 
the, the great question a great question so if you don't have the right technology if you don't have um if you don't have for example the capsule technology you need to put a lot of organisms in because you're going to kill off 95 to 98% of those organisms so you need to put in 20 billion 50 billion organisms I don't need to do that because I use this technology and we have 4 billion organisms where the viability is extremely high. I've got three different strains. Why did I pick these three strains? Lactobacillus acidophilus, Lactobacillus rhamnosus, and Bifidobacter bacterium. Why did I pick those? The reason I picked these strains is because they are the most studied strains when it comes to greatest application for the human body so those three strains with the technology it is our flagship product dr gelb that we've been using for 25 years or actually 30 years now that we've been using for 30 years and it's our number one selling product with our number one selling technology it's a, it's a tremendous product i've been using it for probably about five seven years right as of now and it's I got to say, really, as you did a fantastic job with it. I wanted to ask you about someone who had their gallbladder removed, had gallbladder surgery. What kind of enzymes do they need? Oh, wow. And do they need, uh, should they take enzymes? What a, what a great question. Um, every single patient of mine that has a cholecystectomy or has a gallbladder removal, I put on um, some bile salts. We have a product that is a digestive enzyme that I have 12 different enzymes in there. Uh, uh, bromelain, papain, you name it, it's in there. Proteases, uh, the whole deal. But I also put a little bit of bile salts in there specifically for those people that have gallbladder dysfunction and that have had gallbladders removed. So those people, Anybody of my patients that end up with a gallbladder removed, immediately I put them on uh, the digestive enzymes. Because again, you don't you have your pancreas, you have your liver, you know, those take over the function of what the gallbladder is when it's gone, but let's give it a little bit of help. Let's help the body out here a little bit. And that's why I put the bile salts in the digestive enzymes, along with a little bit of probiotic in there too. So there's there's not only all the uh, digestive enzymes, a little bit of bile salt, but a teeny bit of probiotics in there, not enough to take over the function of, not, you know, you need both. You need the digestive enzymes, plus you need uh, some, some probiotic also. And someone who's had their gallbladder removed, do they take the enzymes every time they eat? Do they have to take, they take it once a day? How many times a day do they take it? I usually tell them to take it two to three times a day. When they Whatever eat. your two heavier meals are, let's say your heavy meals are lunch and dinner, take it at lunch and dinner. Um, and, and if you feel like you need a little bit more, take it with breakfast also. It's not going to hurt you. They're just digestive enzymes. You know, you brought up heart disease before. And you, as you said, is one of your pet peeves, the cause of heart disease. You know, we're told by conventional medicine, it's caused from cholesterol. But two thirds of the population that goes into for a heart attack have elevated sh blood sugar 
uh, without even knowing it. And many of them don't have elevated cholesterol. And for primary prevention, uh, if you're taking a statin, one out of 89, it, you know, you have to t- eight, you have to treat 89 people to prevent one heart attack. So 89 people have to take the statin to prevent one heart attack. Are we missing the boat? Are we missing blood sugar? Are we missing inflammation? Are we missing something? Uh, are we looking at the wrong thing? And, uh, or, and, or, or should we also be looking at cholesterol? The boat left. The boat left. The boat left about about 35 years ago. When when you know that that ridiculous study was done that said that cholesterol uh, produces heart attacks. Well, pharma was all over that. You know, they said, "Great, we can produce a new drug now." What they did was they took the fat out because remember, fat is sweet, right? What's the difference between white meat and dark meat? Dark meat has uh, white meat does not have as much fat, and it's very bland. Dark meat, on the other hand, has it's sweeter because it has more fat in it. So they took out the fat out of our out of our food. And what did they put in? They put in sugar. The incidence of heart disease spiked and the incidence of heart disease has not come down at all, at all. In fact, Heart disease is still the number one killer in this country. Every 32 seconds, somebody dies, has a heart attack, and every and over 600,000 people die of heart disease every single year. So we've made no impact when it comes to um, uh, these drugs and, and heart disease. Cholesterol, our brain is 60% fat. That is where the word fathead comes from and that's for real that's for real our brain is 60 percent fat you take the fat out i'm telling you i am convinced i am convinced that my mother-in-law developed alzheimer's disease and dementia from her cholesterol medicine why and i'm not making this up today there's data to support this there is you drop the cholesterol too far what's going to happen is your brain will not process. How do our nerves, how do our neurons communicate with each other? The way they communicate with each other is that fatty layer that is around them. That's how they talk. The synapses or the or the, the, the spaces in between, they communicate the electrical activity is because of that fatty membrane because they don't touch. They're, 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 they're very obviously micrometers apart from each other. But in order for them to communicate, you need fat. So you talked about the, the statistics. There's a surgeon, and in fact, God rest his soul, I think you, you may or may not know his name. Um, he, um, he, was a, he was a vascular surgeon, passed away. And um, he stopped doing bypass surgery because he kept saying, I'm operating on all these people and doing bypasses on them and their cholesterols are normal. What, what is going on? Why am I hearing that cholesterol is, is, is producing this heart disease? It isn't. It's the inflammation within the vasculature, the sugar that is producing the fire that is damaging the inside of blood vessels. So folks, 
I'm not saying that you should be going out there and eating, you know, tons of fat. What I'm saying is, is again, moderation, moderation, moderation. Fat, and, 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 and I did a, um, I told you I was in the Dominican Republic. I did a radio show, a live radio show in the Dominican Republic. And they asked me the same question. And I said to them, Señores, grasa no es la problema. And I know you speak Spanish. Grasa no es la problema. Fat is not the problem. La problema es azúcar. The problem is sugar. The phones blew up. The phones absolutely blew up. I have had 1,000 new followers on Instagram since I did that program. Why? Because people don't know this information. It isn't about the fat. It's about the sugar that's killing you. And you have your five points of true wellness. If we could go through that, uh, if you could go through that for me. Uh, the first one is properly fuel your body. Yes, food, the food that we eat. You know, uh, I wish you could see the back of my computer, my laptop, but the back of my laptop has a Mercedes-Benz logo on it and it has AMG. AMG is the high performance vehicles for Mercedes-Benz. And I work with Mercedes-Benz. I've had the pleasure of working with some of their drivers. And I tell these guys and gals, and by the way, there are two girls that are amazing drivers at, at the Driving Academy. By the way, the AMG Mercedes-Benz Driving Academy, check them out. It's uh, amgdrivingacademy.com. It's, it's, it's an unbelievable experience to drive these wonderful cars. And I have the pleasure of working with them. And I tell the drivers, I said, ladies and gentlemen, your car, your engine is over 600 horsepower. And what you're doing is you're putting kerosene in that engine. Do you really think that you're going to get the performance out of that engine by putting kerosene in? Wouldn't it be better to put 94, 93, 94 octane gasoline into that engine? Don't you think you're going to get better performance? Yes. The fuel, what we put into our body, the good, you're making me, uh, by the way, I haven't eaten yet today <laughs> because I'm fasting. Um, I do intermittent fasting and, and that's our next thing. So for me, fasting is extremely important. It is very late in the day when we're recording this and I haven't eaten yet. And I don't plan on eating until dinner tonight and I will have protein. I'll have some, some vegetables and that's my plan. I'm trying to, I'm on vacation this week. So I'm cleansing my system and cleansing my body. Why? Because I want the bad cells to get out. I want cellular cleaning. I want autophagy. Uh, I want my growth hormone levels to go up. I want my insulin levels to come down. I want my body cleaning and cleansing. So the food and the fuel we put in, extremely important. You've got to make better choices. And number two is movement. Movement is the key. You got to move. You got to move. Uh, you you got to do something. And 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 this week I plan on doing a lot more. I, I'm a I'm a huge huge pickleball player. Uh, I've been playing pickleball for probably ten years. I started playing pickleball. People were laughing at me, you know, because I played tennis all my life. I played Division three tennis when I when I was in college, and I've been playing tennis since I was eleven years old. But I'll tell you what. Pickleball is something that I really love. Any kind of activity, go out and walk, 
The other thing I really like, uh, Carrie, is I have an infrared sauna in my home. So that's another thing that I do on a pretty regular basis. That, uh, I love it. Yes. I absolutely love it. I love infrared saunas. And I think the benefits of them are incredible. But movement, why is movement so good? Movement, by the way, is great for your skin. It is wonderful for your skin because it's going to plump it up. It's going to increase collagen. It's going to increase elastin. By the way, I would love to talk about the skin and 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 endocrine disruptors and cosmetics also, if you get a chance. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the whole idea of movement, exercise, something every single day is, is important. And supplements. I think uh, you need... Do, do we really need supplements? Conventional medicine, some people say supplements are expensive urine. Fine. I don't care. You want to have expensive urine? Knock yourself out. Great. I believe in supplements. I'm going to give you the statistics. Number one, as I said to you before, over 70%, I think that it's greater than 80% now of the U.S. population is deficient in magnesium. Why? Our food does not contain the fruits and uh, the, the nutrients that it did many years ago. I talked about that already. Over 80% of the U.S. population is deficient in iodine. There's a, there's a, there's a explosion of thyroid, underactive thyroids in this country. There's an explosion of women with fibrocystic disease, fibrocystic uterus, fibrocystic ovaries. That is an iodine deficiency. There's a over 90%, 85% of the U.S. population is deficient in vitamin D. There are over 2 billion people worldwide that have a vitamin D deficiency. Okay. You want me to keep going? The, the amount of people and the statistics on this stuff are, are, are insurmountable. Nobody's gut today is healthy. Everybody is using the, the acid blockers and all of that garbage. Why? Why? Because you don't have the right nutrients. Basics. I have three basic nutrients. Number one, a probiotic, the good bacteria. Number two, vitamin D. Vitamin D with vitamin K2, not vitamin K1, vitamin K2 along with vitamin A. So I have a compound called ADK, 5,000 IU once a day. And number three is an omega-3, is, is fish oil. So those are the basics, right? If you're a man over the age of 50, you should take a prostate formula. If you're a woman over the that is menopausal, perimenopausal, you should be taking some additional calcium. And calcium, there's six different forms of calcium. Don't go to your local big box store and buy calcium. You're getting garbage. Don't do that. Get a good form of calcium. People that are on statins should be taking coenzyme Q10. So do the basics, those three to start, and then we can tweak from there. So what's a good form of calcium? The calcium, there are seven different forms of calcium, citrate, gluconate, lactate, malate, aspartate, microcrystalline hydroxyapatate, and carbonate. So there are seven different forms of calcium. That was five. There are seven different forms of calcium. You... Dr. Gelb, use calcium differently than me or another person. So you may need citrate. I may need gluconate. But if you go to the store and you buy carbonate, your body's not getting the calcium that it needs because the calcium that we utilize is based on our genetics. What I did was I took all the forms of calcium and I put them into one soft gel. Not a hard tablet, but a soft gel. 
and your body can figure out what it needs based on your genetics. So that's the calcium that I designed. And number four is hormones. You're an expert. Oh gosh. In hormones. You're an yeah. expert in that. And as people get older, they don't produce hormones and they need a little help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hormones for me, you know, I'm 66, uh, I'm 66 years old and I've been on hormones for probably 10 years now. Uh, I, I use testosterone every day. Actually, you know, I once, once in a while I'll go off for a day or two, just to kind of let my body reset. That's not a bad thing. Uh, but I do take hormones. I, I take, and I believe that, um, bioidentical hormones, they need to be not the synthetic garbage that's out there. That's going to produce problems, but bio identical bio means biologically identical to what our body produces is what I like to use. And it's what I do. I did a great podcast with Abraham Morgenthaler. On oh, yes. Abe, he's the father of androgen therapy. You know, he gave a great, he gave a, a, a great podcast and he, it was really very interesting, all the work that he's done and he's a tremendous speaker. So just like yourself. Yeah. Abe, Dr. Morgenthaler is, I've referred, I can't tell you how many patients to him. Um, uh, you know, he's somebody that I've interviewed myself and somebody that I've had speak at some of the conferences that I host, uh, but he's wonderful. And yeah, he, you're right. He's a, he's a fantastic speaker. He really is. And number five is do something nice for other people. And nobody else, no one else says that, but you know, it, it helps your immune system, right? It boosts your immune system by 40% and the other person's. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, my tagline on my, uh, on my emails is one good deed a day, one good deed a day. And, and where did I get that from? You know, everything I do, I like to have a reference for because people will say, well, where, where did you get that from? You know, that one good, good deed a day, increasing your, your immune system by 40%. It came, comes from Dr. Herbert Benson at, from Harvard. He ran a conference called Spirituality and Healing. And he brought together all of the top people in spiritual medicine, uh, you know, Larry Dossi himself, and all of these folks um, many, many years ago. And they did these amazing presentations on spirituality and healing. You know, how if you pray for somebody that they, they did this great study um, where people, there were patients in the intensive care unit in at UCLA. They had people from Australia praying for a group of people in the unit. The people that these folks prayed for in the intensive care unit their more their their outcomes were better than the people that were not prayed for so anything ever happens to me folks pray for me i don't care where you are just pray for me i'm good with it but yes if i do a good deed for you my immune system gets boosted by 40 percent, and your immune system gets boosted by 40 percent. but here's the beauty every person that witnesses that good deed their immune system gets boosted by 40%. What does that cost? Nothing. One good deed a day. Isn't that, isn't that terrific? I mean, you know, not enough people talk about that. And that's one of the reasons I 
what I love about you. You'll you'll come out with these things that other people don't know. And I, I noticed that about you. You're always helping other people and you're always so nice to everybody. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromicel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromicel technology. Fitting multifocal contact lenses presents a big opportunity to meet patient needs while growing your practice. Alcon is your partner not only with our innovative portfolio, but through e-learning. Learn to enhance your multifocal strategy today with the Alcon Experience Academy. OIE Broadcasting is the emerging leader in social media. We use scientific entertainment to drive more patients into your office. Visit OIEBroadcasting.com and sign up today.